Hey, hello, and fucking welcome, everybody, to episode fucking nine. Can you believe it? Nine episodes. Not the cursing. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> hello, guys. Hello. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ashley. I'm Allison. Um, and yeah, welcome back, guys. I keep forgetting we have to introduce ourselves. Every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. so, Ashley. So, Allison. You know how I like to read, right? She reads. Sometimes, not mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I was reading um, Edgar Allan Poe, right? Oh. His story, mm-hmm. Eleonora. And I'm conflicted what? because I can't tell if, like, he... I feel like he groomed his cousin huh? into, like, a relationship with him. What do you mean? Yeah. Because have you ever read the story, Eleonora? Like, I it's old. I never read it, but I know, like, in it real was life. It was school, I think. I know in real life he did, like, end up, like, I think marrying his cousin or something like that. No. And his, like, aunt separated them. <laughs> they did? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't read that part. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, the fuck? Why are you trying to date your cousin? I'm but, fucking yeah. weak. No, but anyway, for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to like go do a, like, a quick short summary mm-hmm. about it. Okay, so like uh, the story starts off with him saying how people say like he's crazy. And then he like starts explaining like his duality of, of like one side of him, like has all, like, his core memories and, like, lives out with his day-to-day and then his shadow side, right? So, like, a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts talking about Eleonora, his cousin, right? Mm-hmm. And he writes about his memory of her, like, of them sunbathing and shit. Like, my guy goes into, like, detail. Mm-hmm. Like, he's geeking over his cousin. So he's fangirling, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um... At the time, like, uh, it was, like, him, his aunt, and his cousin, Eleonora, living in the forest. Um, they were living there for, like, 15 years. And, like, he kept, like, recalling, like, this river that they lived by, they called it the River of Silence. Uh-huh. So they would always go there to, like, chill or whatever. But, like, what was weird and, like, what was creepy about it was, like, he kept, he, like, had a whole paragraph describing about like the river how it drowns out sound i found that like really like weird maybe like, maybe they why had... like why would he need to like really like point out that this river just like anyways <laughs> but yeah uh and then it, he goes on to write about um uh oh yeah this the this part was fucking funny he goes on to write about how Um, One day, him and Eleonora were in, like, the Valley of the Many-Colored Grass, Mm -hmm. is, like, what he called it. And him and Eleonora were there just chilling, and they started fucking in front of a flamingo, bitch. (laughs) In front of a flamingo? (laughs) Yeah. They started fucking in front of a flamingo, and then he starts describing how majestic that shit was. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that shit was mad funny. And I think... What makes it funnier is, like, this guy is from, like, the 1800s, right? So, like, he uses, like, the old, old-timey old English. So I just thought that shit was mad funny. Um, anyways, so he goes on to talk about how after, like, the whole flamingo thing, mm-hmm. he goes on to talk about how one day Eleonora comes up to him in tears talking about how she has an illness on her breast. I'm guessing, like, it's insinuating... Um, like breast cancer Breast or cancer, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, she cries to him about, like, her being worried that... Um, this shit was mad funny, because, like, she goes up to him on some, oh, I'm worried, like, once you bury me in the valley that you're gonna move on to some random woman. So he gets on his knees, and he vows to, like, never marry another woman. <clears throat> and if he breaks like this promise, he'll like suffer horrors, which I don't know what that meant, but whatever. I she accepted. Yeah. And apparently, El- Eleonora's last words to him was like, she's gonna haunt him and make sure like he keeps his promise and shit. So I thought that, that she makes was sense. That no, that makes sense because in a lot of his stories, like um, after the time that apparently he got separated from his cousin. Um, like, he wrote about, like, a man being driven insane by, like, a woman that was haunting him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense. Yeah. But anyways, after she died, like, he did find another woman and, like, he moved on. Mm-hmm. And, like, her name, like, I have trouble, like, pronouncing it, but I think it's called, like, Immigrid. Um And, like, he fu- he moved on to her and they married. And what got me... What had me weak was, like, he said, like, it was okay because one day he, like, woke up to, like, the voice of a ghost telling him that it's all right that he moved on. Like, he doesn't have to keep the promise he made to Eleonora. He can still go to heaven. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, Edgar Allan Poe was weird. Like, I like, heard he dated his cousin when he was, like, 16 and she was, like, 14. Yeah, and his she aunt, was definitely younger. Yeah, and his him. aunt was, like, the fuck and, like, tried separating them. And then they ended up getting back together. They got married. And then they ended up getting a divorce from, like, from the a knowledge that I recall. But I don't know how, like, accurate that is. So, like, don't quote me on that, please. Like, look up, look it up for yourself. Like, get your own information. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I'll read his stories. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like the whole Eleanor story is more like a confession <laughs> than a story. I'm dead. Because like, why Why would you start it off? Like, why would you start it off on some, oh, some people think I'm crazy, you know, but like there's two sides of me. Uh, uh, uh. Way back when I, I used to know. live in the middle of the forest with my cousin. We fucked in front of a flamingo. That shit was majestic. <laughs> Boom, she gets his breast cancer. <laughs> Boom, she gets breast cancer. Not, no, she ended up getting breast cancer. Boom. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, that's not funny, but... You're laughing. You're still fucking laughing. <laughs> No, but no, I get it. Um, oh, I don't know why. I don't know why, but the flamingo thing reminded me of something. I know these two things have nothing to fucking do with each other, but I don't know. The flamingo reminded me of it. Okay. So, have you ever heard of uh, Mount uh, Sasha? I think Shasta. Shasta. Oh, Mount Shasta. Hold on. Let me look up the name real quick. Two seconds. Two seconds. Okay. One. Two. Shasta. Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two seconds, huh? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in so this is a case. Yes, this is a case. Oh. I wanted to talk about because it's a disappearance case. It's it's going to be quick, guys. Don't worry. I'm not going to I'm not going to hog the episode. Aww. So, like essentially you hog it. Yeah, cuz you you don't, <laughs> you, don't <laughs> you want me to lead. <laughs> but anyway, fucking um what's it called? So there are these three old men, right? So there's Eric Lewis, he's like 57, and his two friends. Like, I think they're a bit younger than him. Mm-hmm. I think they're like in their 40s or 30s. I can't remember. But essentially, Eric is like the oldest fucking person in this group. Um, they all decided, they're like, yo, you know what we should do? We should mm-hmm. climb up Mount uh, Shasta, right? So fucking Lewis, Eric Lewis, he's like climbed mountains before. He's climbed fucking Mount Shasta hundreds of fucking times before um and he's like yeah fuck it let's go so their plan is this because um they're planning on going in july they're gonna have the three of them connected to one rope so they're gonna have the fastest climber go first and then he'll stop after he reaches like a couple hundred feet then the friend behind them in between will climb up and catch up to him and wait and then eric who will be at the end because he's the oldest will climb up last and like meet up with them and then they'll keep doing that all right so they had their whole like strategy down yeah yeah okay so in uh, this is actually pretty fucking recent so in 2010 on july 1st yeah 2010 it was 13 years ago yeah damn Mm -hmm. damn where's the time going bro but yeah um eric lewis goes out on this fucking climbing trip with his friends to mount shasta so they're climbing up i think they get about 13,000 feet in the air. So they're pretty fucking high up on this fucking mountain, bro. Um, His two friends climb up and then like, you know, they're waiting for fucking Eric. So at first they're just like vibing. They're like, okay, you know, rope hasn't come up in a minute, but you know, he's probably taking his time coming up. An hour goes by or 30 minutes and they're just like, bro, the fuck's going on? So they start pulling up the rope because they're like, maybe he passed out or some shit. So they start pulling the rope and there's like no slack or anything. Like it just keeps going and going and going. So they're like, the fuck? So they keep pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling until they get to the end of the fucking rope, bro. And Eric is not there. Well, I could have guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but all that was left was like the clip. So um, in 
there was like word of mouth going around that essentially the rope was cut. It was never cut. There's no documented ed- evidence of this. However, mm. there is documented ed- evidence from the park rangers themselves that state that it was just the clip. So it was like he unhooked himself. Oh, that's uh, why. Yeah. So at first, the two guys, they're like, okay, Eric, Eric wouldn't just fucking let go. We're 1300 feet in the fucking air. So, yeah, so um, they think they're over here like, hmm, maybe because, you know, he's climbed this place mad times. Maybe he unhooked himself and climbed up first to like fuck with us. Right. Like maybe he went around and just climbed. So they were like, all right, let's go. So they end up climbing to the fucking top. They get there. Eric is not there. So they're like, the fuck? Where did he go? They climb all the way back down to like the 1300 uh, uh, foot mile, essentially. Then they go further down where they find fucking footprints in the, in like the snow. But that was like the last set of footprints. And then like, I think 200 feet below him or 300 feet below him, they found like where he was, his last footprints were. They find his book bag. Yo. Yeah. So they're like, the fuck? So they go and they fucking call like, you know, the park rangers. They're like, yo, bro. We think our friend might have gotten hurt or like unhooked himself or something must have happened because he's on that mountain somewhere. The fucking rangers, they hop to it, bro. So I think three or four of them get together. They climb up that fucking thing. So from the time that actually documented, but I'm going to give a guesstimation because apparently I think You keep saying guesstimation. It's estimation. No, a guesstimation because I'm guessing an estimation. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So... Eric went missing, I want to say, around 4 o'clock. They ended up telling the rangers around 5 because I think it took them like an hour to get there. And then I want to say it took the rangers about two hours, which is fucking impressive, to climb the entire fucking mountain. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They must have like iron shin. Yeah, they fucking good. But anyway, they climbed to the fucking top of this mountain. They can't find fucking Eric anywhere. They checked the whole area where like he was like last seen. Mm. Nothing. Where'd this guy go? Exactly. So they ended up finding a cave. Um, the cave is written in their report. So people were saying that like his book bag was found in the cave. But in actuality, there's no documentation proving that his book bag was found there. All I know is that his book bag was found, though, nearby the cave, but not inside of the cave. Oh, all right. Yeah. So this is where it gets fucking weird. There's they like to this day. They ended up finding other bodies. They don't know where Eric is. Like, at all. Oh, like, they... They They found no fucking trace of him. They found no footprints. They found out of his clothes. And what's weird is his book bag was filled with, like, food, gear, all this other shit. Water, bro. And, like... he was sucked up. Yeah, so people were speculating. They're like, oh, maybe he ran away. But it's like, if he ran away, why didn't he take his fucking book bag that had all, like, shit to help him survive in? Yeah. Yeah, especially on a fucking Doesn't mountain. Make sense. And like, what's even weirder is that he unclipped himself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So my my thinking is this: what made him unclip himself? Now I can only think of three reasons why someone would unclip themselves. Right? One, they're taking a fucking break, right? Mm-hmm. Two, um, maybe like they're. Like, I don't know, their fucking body weight hit it and, like, it unclipped itself. Which is possible. Shit like that happens. Or three, something was coming at him. He didn't want his fucking friends to get... And he unclipped him to run. Yeah. Uh That's the only thing I can think of. But then again, it doesn't explain why his footprints are missing. Like, all... Like, literally every sign for this fucking case is weird because, like, it's as if God himself reached up from heaven and just picked him up <laughs> off of the fucking mountain like people like there there are theories ranging from his friends killed him which by the way they tested the theory it's not possible or yeah they would have found his remains yeah or b a fucking alien took him like it ranges like it goes from zero to a hundred for these theories what the fuck? yeah An because we, yeah because we were like this doesn't make any fucking sense the only thing I can think of is that something fucking took him. Mm. Something had to fucking take him. What? Yeah, I don't fucking ass, know. Yeah. Like, it could have been a like a Thunderbird or some shit, bro. Like, I don't fucking know. Because the theory you said, the one that was like, oh, he, like something was coming out at him and he unclipped himself to run away. That, like, makes the most more sense. sense to me. But, like, they would have had footprints on him. Yeah, but like he would have left. Like, who's some to sort say of trace. what this thing is, though? 
You know, mm. it could have just picked him up. My theory is it picked him up and drug him into that cave. Maybe. Because they did Maybe. list the cave for some fucking reason in the report. And there's nothing else to follow up on if they found anything in the cave. Mm. Aside like aside from, from what I know that everybody said they found his book bag in the cave. But even then, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. My theory is something reached out and took him. Or, like, there was this guy I watched, um, the Lore Lodge, again, bringing him up. He has, like, a theory that, like, because um, Native Americans, like, dating back to, like, centuries ago, discussed, like, there being a possibility of there being, like, wormholes or something like that in different places near oh. caves. So he theorizes, because it was close by a cave, what if he just, like, slipped into, like, a time loop or something? And, like, it's probably, like, either years prior or years ahead. Or I mean, a different timeline altogether. I mean, I've heard of those theories, but I don't know. Yeah, it makes you think. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the case of Eric Lewis. That shit kept me up for like two days, only because I was like, there's like no, like to this day, they don't know what happened to him. And that was like in 2010, bro. No, yeah, because like, where'd he go? Yeah. Like, there's no... And you know what's actually fucking weird, by the way, mm. um, about that? With national parks, I found out that apparently like... Almost every time that somebody has gone missing, it's near a cave system. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, because it makes sense. Because, like, in the caves, you'd lose, like, signal, like, if you had a GPS on you. Or... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, But speaking of, like, weird cases, well, actually, it's not, like... A case, really. It's more like a folklore. Mm-hmm. So I came across this uh, Cornish folklore called the Owlman of uh, Monan. Owlman? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like a folklore. Um, but actually, even though it's like a folklore, there have been like a ton of sightings of the Owlman. So uh, some guy even tried hunting him down, which I found was like interesting. So, one of the first sightings of the Owlman was, like, back in April 1979. Mm-hmm. The Melling family... Where is this? Um, in Cornwall, England. Oh. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, the many Melling family, they mm-hmm. were uh, spending their Easter holiday in um, Monansmith. I hope I'm saying that correct. I don't think I am. But anyways, it's a, it's a village in Cornwall, in England. Um, so on Saturday the 17th, 12-year-old June and 90-year-old Vicky went out exploring and passed by the St. Manon um, Church and uh, the St. St. Stephen's Church, I think it was. Uh, they looked up above the bell tower and they saw like this huge-ass creature that looked like a tall man, but it had like wings of a bird. And obviously, like they ran back to like their parents and the Mellings family, like just like cut their their vacation short um so the origins of like the Almen are like unclear because like there's not a lot of like evidence backing them up but there was an article from uh, 1926 in the Cornish Echo about like two boys that were chased by a large ferocious bird that had um uh it's hard to find that art- article actually but it's in the the book The Owlman and the Other uh yeah, The Owlman and the Others by Jonathan Downs, if you want to like read it by yourself. Uh in the article the bird was described to like be like three feet long with like the body of a duck, uh cream brown colored, uh with like tips on the wings, right? Uh <clears throat> like when I read it, like it didn't sound like the owlman. So it it didn't sound like the Owlman, but like when I googled it, it kept popping up. So like I felt like throwing in that little fact there. Um, so a lot of people actually think that the artist um, Max Ernest made up the Owlman because he was into like occultism, and Max along like Max along with the other group of artists visit, visited Cornwall back in like nineteen thirty seven. So the story goes is that Max and the group of artists went off into some Cornish woods one night and performed like this strange rituals to summon like animal human hybrid entities. Now Max had like a bird fetish and he started making like paintings including the Owlman. So some people believe like um he like actually predicted like what happened to the Mellings girls cuz um 
1924, he painted two children threatened by a nightingale. And it's a painting of two girls beside a building with, like, a man on top of, uh, like, a, t a building carrying, like, a child away. So, like, that's why they think, like, he predicted, like, the Mellings girl sightings. Mm -hmm. And apparently this painting was, like, inspired by, like, a fever-induced dream. Yeah, a fever-induced dream. Others believe, actually, that Thalman is, like, a spirit of Max Ernest himself because mm -hmm. what's wild is like while I was like researching it Max died on April 1st of 1976 which is like two weeks before the Melling girls saw the owl man on top of the church what yeah so three months after the girls encounter with the owl man he was spotted again uh behind the Monon church uh is like uh behind the church is like sloped woods and then like a beach right mm -hmm. so it's like doo -doo -doo. so uh in the wildlands uh sally chapman and barbara perry went camp camping mm -hmm. uh this was on july 3rd of 1976 around 10 p.m the yeah. two 14 year old girls were like woken up by a weird hissing noise outside their tent so they went out to investigate, and behind the pine trees, they saw a tall man with, like, the head of an owl. They described him to be, like, large, glowing red eyes, like, big pointy ears, big, like, you know, like, panther-like claws. And he was, like, covered with gray feathers. At first, they thought it was, like, some guy in, like, a costume, but then, like, it flew away into the trees, so they were, like, shook. Um... So, the next day, another two girls saw the Owlman in the same spot as Sally and Barbara, and a letter was sent to, like, the local paper um, that on the 4th of July in 1976, uh, a girl and her sister were playing in the woods behind the Monon Church, and they saw, like, a large creature in a tree. It was, like, described being, like, uh, big, like, it had, like, its legs bent backwards as a like uh, like a bird. Its eyes were like red. Its feet looked sh uh, like sharp. Like you know, they were describing it like just like the other girls. Mm -hmm. And it flew again, like away again into like the treetops. So I also wanted to mention this guy <clears throat> called Doc Shields. He was the one who uh, reported on the Mellings and the Chapman sightings. So. A lot of people don't believe Shields because he's written books on, like, how to get, like, famous with, like, paranormal phenomena. Uh -huh. also, also, people couldn't find uh, the Mellings family or the other two girls that spotted the Owlman. So, like, rumors... Like, they don't exist type shit? Yeah, like, they were, like, trying to find these people to, like, confirm and shit. Oh. And they couldn't... They couldn't, like, find this family. So, uh, so like, rumors started... Um, that this was a hoax and that the sightings never existed and all of this was like like shields invented it up uh like he invented the owl man up for publicity and shit for clown mm -hmm. and <clears throat> some also speculated that shields drew like the eyewitness drawing that the children allegedly handed in but it was but he was known as uh, a monster hunter, hunter as well as, because, um, uh, like, around the time that the Owlman was, like, being sighted, he was uh, hunting, like, this other monster called the Mogar. It's, like, a sea monster mm -hmm. um, that was, like, living in, in, like, the water of Cornwalls, too. So according to another book, uh, Alien Animals by Jap, Janet and uh, Colin Board, there were like two more sightings of the Owlman in 1978, once by a 16-year-old girl, right? Mm -hmm. And um, uh, a few months after that, uh, by three young French girls, there was another sighting of the Owlman. I believe in 1989, a couple of young, uh, a young couple, Gavin and Sally, heard the legend of the Owlman and went into the woods behind the Monon Church. Mm -hmm. Like looking for him, uh, Gavin actually contacted uh, the author of the first book I mentioned, like Jonathan Downs, to tell him about the encounter. Uh, Gavin said that him and Sally were walking around the woods, like with flashlights, and wow. about like about nine thirty, they saw the owl man standing on one of the woods. 
no, not one of the woods, but standing on one of the tree branches with its wings out. And Gavin says it was like five feet tall, large legs with um, two huge toes on each foot, which I thought was like weird. But he also described it to be grayish brown with like glowing eyes. Uh, when the owl man, uh, when the owl man spotted them, it jerked its head down, lifted its wings, and jumped backwards after they started, like, running away. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it, it was, back. like, animated and shit. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, six years later, in 1995, a letter was sent to a local paper. Uh, it claimed to be from, like, a marine biology student. Mm-hmm. From Chicago. So she was on holiday in uh, Maunan, uh Smith, yeah. and was walking through the woods behind the church. And around, like, 9 o'clock, like, 9.15, she saw a large creature with, like, a ghastly face, she said. <laughs> a wide mouth, glowing eyes, and pointed ears. She said it had, like, huge, like, clawed wings and covered with, like, uh, again, like, gray feathers. However, like... All attempts to, like, track down this Chicago student, like, to see if, like, she actually existed, like... Was, like, never. Yeah. So, like, uh, many suspect that this uh, encounter was, like, fake, essentially, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so it's another hoax. But there's actually a YouTuber, uh, I think it's called Ghost Adventures of Cold Cornwall. They Mm -hmm. filmed, like, a ghost, like, investigation, like, you know, they went ghost hunting. Yeah. Uh, at the church I'm talking about, St. Monon Church, mm-hmm. and they caught, like, a strange horned, like, man on camera. Allegedly, there was, like, only two people there investigating, like, while they were doing it, and they didn't see, like, that figure, like, on, like, in real life, only, like, on, like, what they filmed. Like, they caught it on camera, but it wasn't there when nah, they Nah, you gotta there. show me this. You gotta show me this. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe you right now. <laughs> I don't but believe yeah. you at all. <laughs> but yeah, um... I don't know, like, yeah. again, it's like a folklore or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, all of these sightings, bro, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know. No, nah, that's crazy. You know what I kind of reminds me think, of? Though? I was thinking of Mothman. Yeah, a lot of people compare the Owlman to the Mothman. Because actually. what if the Owlman, but I don't know what year Mothman sightings started. No, they started in the 70s. Mm. And that started in the 70s, right? No, this was earlier. Earlier? This was a, yeah. This was in, uh... Oh, let me go back. Google like when uh, Mothman's diving started. Give us like two seconds, guys. Bum, 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 yeah, this was like in the 30s. This was in the 30s? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. When did Mothman... But there, there was like also sightings of the Owlman in the 70s, though. Mm-hmm. Point Pleasant. I know it's Point Pleasant. What year? 1960s. Oh, all right. So, yeah. 1960s. So, like... Mm. They were, like, taking place in, like, similar times. Yeah, but that's so weird. So, you know what's actually weird, though, about, like, the fact that, um, like, all that stuff happened around, like, the 1930s and stuff? What? The fact that, like, I feel like the 1900s, every weird shit was just happening in general. Because, like, um, in, like, 1955, right, uh, in Lake Wales, which is, like, located in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's this thing. It's called Bok Tower. So it's, like, located in, like, an orange orchard field, right? So, like, there was this girl. She, like, there's a report, by the way, like, a police report. You could look this up, like, if you guys don't, like think this is real there's still like an actual police report that you could read today but like there was this girl her name is like edwina right and like yeah and and her aunt um she was like in charge of like an orange orchard field essentially right like orange field Mm -hmm. so um like she said that apparently her aunt was telling her the story of how like there were like like she was just chilling on the she was just chilling right on the on the orchard field and she was like, oh, like, she started to notice that all of her fucking oranges started to go, like, either bad or, like, it looked like something had been getting into the oranges and, like, eating them and, like, stealing them, right? Oh, so, like, animals, like, eating the crops. Yeah, so she was like, the fuck, right? So she called, like, the exterminator, right? Mind you, this is, like, 1955 when this is all going down. Mm-hmm. So she calls the exterminator and the exterminators pull up. They're like, hey, man, we're here. So they set up <laughs> their little traps everywhere. And, like, once they fucking set up all the traps, 
um she's just like chilling vibing she's like okay we're gonna get these damn rats because she thought it was rats because in the past she's had a rat problem Mm -hmm. because you know orange field you know animals gonna do what animals do so apparently they caught something and like the fucking exterminators were like man we don't know what the fuck this is and she was like huh and they showed her like inside of a cage right Mm -hmm. and in it was a fucking she said it was like a one foot tall man fully naked he had like a beard and he was like yelling in like a different language at her he was like right a one foot tall man one foot tall inside oh. of the cage so she's over here like fuck like i made a human error because she's like this is a person she's like sorry sir she thought he was like part of the circus or something <laughs> I'm, I'm so fucking serious oh my God. she let him go and apparently like he scurried off and then she was like, okay. And then again, like, At least you know. she let him go. Yeah. And then again, right? She was like, the fuck? Because, like, her like sh- her oranges started going missing. She's like, bro, what the fuck is going on? So then, like, she calls the exterminator and, like, the same thing happens. She ends up catching this fucking, like, one foot tall little thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the fuck are you doing to my crops, bro? So she fucking like puts him in the cage and like this time, instead of like letting him out, she calls the fucking police and files a report. (laughs) I'm so fucking serious. She files a report to the police and she's like, look, this little shit keeps fucking taking my oranges from my orange field. Like he keeps doing this and that. And the police were like, huh? Right? (laughs) But they didn't know what to make of it because they were like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not a guy, yeah. right? So they thought it was weird because it was like just a random one foot tall naked man. Like, uh, like she said he looked like like the aunt. She described him as like one of like the people from Gulliver's Travels, like the book. Aww, yeah. She said like if she were to, no, don't awe that because like that's weird. <laughs> She's like it, like reminded her of like one of those peoples. I think they're called Lucians. I'm I'm probably wrong though, but yeah. So she's like, okay. Um, the police end up taking like the little crate away with like the little man inside, and apparently like that night, like a bunch of fucking those little like the him like essentially like him little like his people, people pulled up to her fucking house. <laughs> Mad, like, uh, like an army of them inside oh this or- orange field, mind you, and they start fucking throwing stones and shit and yelling no shit. They're like, blah, 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 and throwing shit at the fucking um at, the at her house, <gasps> at her house. So she's like, the fuck, right? So apparently they got scared. They were like, no, they keep throwing rocks. Uh, so her solution was she called the police, and the police pulled up with like the crate with the man inside, and like the police apparently opened the cage. And, like, sure enough, like, two seconds later, he, like, jumped out, apparently. No and, way. like, scurried off into the fucking, like, into the orange field and, like, regrouped with his friends and they all, like, ran off. Oh, my God. And then and she was, like... a whole village. Yeah, so she, she was, was like, the, the fuck, like... Because all of her orange is still going fucking missing, right? And, um... <laughs> I thought it was funny because, like, apparently one of her, like, workers was like, Hey, I dealt with this back where I lived. I know how to fix this. What the and fuck? And I'm like, I'm like, bro, how common is it to like find Have little people in your orchid? Yeah. Like I was like, the fuck? Um, so she's like, all right, I'll try anything. So what he ends up doing is he gets like a sacred stone from like Ireland or something. And then like, like you're, you're, he said the ritual essentially, he's going to have a priest come and bless it. They're going to keep it on the or- orchid field essentially. But the thing is nobody could witness it being blessed. So, like, you know, the family was like, the fuck? Go ahead. Mm. So, he apparently got the fucking stone blessed. And to this day, like, she ended up selling the orange farm, like, years later. Mm. But to this day, that stone is still there. Oh. Yeah. It's like... They uh, haven't come back? Huh? They haven't come back to No, apparently, apparently they knew. They knew. They just know. <laughs> they just know that's a sign of, like, don't come back, essentially. They fear the stone. I mean, I don't know. It's a secret stone. So, like, I mean, it must have something... But yeah, this, uh, if you guys like want to look up like the case, just Google like gnomes of Bach Tower police report, and like I, you might have to do some digging, but like you'll fucking find it. And when you do, it's mania shit, and it's kind of funny on the low because like the report, I don't know, it's weird for like 1955. It's weird. 
It really does sound weird. Yeah. Like, you think there were duendes now, right? Because, like... Well, no. Duendes are more native to, they're like... They're taller, yeah. They're, no, they're more native to South America and stuff. They're more Hispanic. Duendes are, like, Hispanic versions of gnomes. Yeah, but they're basically, like, elves. No, but they're different. Because duendes, I feel like... Okay, I feel like gnomes in America, I feel like they're just aggressive. But... I feel like duendes, I feel like you just got to catch them on a day. What do you mean? <laughs> because I feel like they just like to fuck with people in general. But I feel like, let's say, if you catch them on a bad day, you're fucked. If you fi- if you catch them on a good day, though, they're going to help you out. They're going to fuck with you a little bit, but they're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's a wild case. It really does. Mm-hmm. Bro, I don't even know how I would react. Like, I'm trying to put myself in, like her situation edwina or her aunt yeah like no being edwina was the one that owned it right no her aunt owned owned it she was like like a kid apparently like it's a story that her aunt had told her and like her aunt yeah so like i'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like her aunt Mm -hmm. like if i own like this big orange orange orchard and then i hire an exterminator because like i'm trying to think logically and Mm -hmm. like animals are getting my crops so like the exterminator comes back on some ma'am i don't know how to explain this and shows me some little guy in a cage and then at first i set him free but he ends up like still stealing from me taking my crops i like the exterminators end up catching him again and then his clan pulls up to like riot on my ass throws rocks i wouldn't know how to i think it's a dream because that should just <laughs> my thing is right hear me out <laughs> it's a bunch of little people and you're a grown full adult it don't matter how many fucking rocks they got you just have a flamethrower it's a wrap for them yeah but she was trying to be civil i wouldn't have been civil like for humans. shit i wouldn't have been civil for she shit. literally no 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 no. no 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 because hear me out hear me out First of all, he fucked up by taking my oranges in the first place. I let him go. That was a, a sign of peace. Mm. Right? A truce. Da-da-da. He broke the truce the second time he came back. Mm. Like mm. an idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why'd you look at me like that? <laughs> said, yeah. Because he did. Like, no. now you have beef. Like Yeah, but that's beef. Mm. Like, you know how we like joked before? We were like, oh, like uh, beef with a mermaid is bad. I feel like beef with a gnome is on another level because they can break into your house type shit. But I feel like it's an easier problem to deal with than a mermaid. Hmm. And the only reason I say that is because, like like I said, if I had a flamethrower, it's a wrap. <laughs> like, the second his friends would have pulled up on some Why throwing are you stones... Why charred these gnomes, bro? Beak... They're throwing rocks at my fucking house. Oh my god! After after ransacking my orange field, the thing that's giving me you money. Because you leader, like I didn't take shit. It's just a whole. Fucking this is an war. eye for a motherfucking eye. That the eyes. police took him, not me. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. I would have just left him in the cage to think about what he did. Yeah, imagine being a cop. Like, how do you charge this person? You can't even speak to them. Like, he's like, like <laughs> they speak like a whole different language. Can you imagine the cop just looks at him and he's like, "Sir, we need your like. Do you have any form of ID? What's your and, first name, sir?" And the, me, 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 me. No, no, the thing just looks me. at him. It's <laughs> he's like, "What's your form of ID? Like, what's your first name?" And it's like, and he's like, "Oh, he pulls out like a little walnut with like scribbles on it." <laughs> bro it sounded like the fucking animal no but apparently like it it, like it made like ungodly shrieks and stuff it was like it was like talking like you know how that guy in uh what's that show you like game of thrones galisi that guy the oh i forgot his people like apparently but they weren't little they were fucking barbarians yeah but like their voice like you know how like uh the, the what's it called the language that they create for those shows like mm-hmm. apparently it's like it was something along those lines like i mean they didn't compare it to the show but they said nah, like it was I like a foreign them language speaking like the minions bro <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah That's that funny. shit sounds fucking crazy mm-hmm. but you know what else is crazy though you like well yeah some days <laughs> but no <laughs> uh, i was watching um 32 the other day right Who? Thoughty to so like the word thought and then the le- the number two at okay. the end. He's a YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so 
I was watching him, mm-hmm. and he was like doing this video of like fairy tales you haven't heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting because we're always like referring to the Grimm's brothers and shit. And I actually like for like I didn't know that they went around like a like walking around a bunch of bars asking people to like tell them like their fairy tales and shit so they could write it down yeah into their like book collections yeah i always thought like that shit was like original works no. like i thought they they made it up and they were like geniuses no, i got like so depressed info, bro. no i got so depressed but some of it too apparently was like their experiences with stuff which was weird because I was like, okay, you didn't know a bitch who could turn into a swan. Like, mm. you know. Well, actually, like, it's funny because, like, some like some people will say that it's just, like, a bunch of, like, word-of-mouth stories that they put on paper mm-hmm. in their collections. But, like, other people will, like, be, like, like, be, like, adamant on some, nah, they, like, invented these stories. Like, they were the ones to make them up and shit. But I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> so the reason why I'm bringing up this video mm-hmm. is because, like... Uh, thought he too, it, like, spitballs, like, a bunch of... Well, he doesn't spitball. He, like, dives deep into, like, these other folklores mm-hmm. that... Well, fairy tales that you haven't heard of before. So I wanted to, like, like briefly just, like, spitball them and, like, see if you heard of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, the first one is The Robber of the uh, Bridegroom. It's about, like, uh, basically, like, a... A group of criminals kidnapping a young woman. They force her to drink wine until her heart explodes, and then they strip her naked and like chop her body off into different pieces, bro. <laughs> when I heard that, why are you laughing? That is kind of fucked up, bro. <laughs> Not even kind of, very fucked up. That woman was just like walking in the village, the fucking fields, because this is back in the day. There's no cities. The fucking fields, minding her business. No shoes, probably no socks. Man in her business gets kidnapped, forced to drink wine until her heart explodes, and then gets fucking violated, chopped all over the place. And that's probably a confession of murder, bro. Probably, yeah, but like <laughs> that's actually it's not funny. back in the day. A lot. Of it's not funny, but it's like it's like shit. it's like what was your thought process to be like? You know what would be fun, dude? If we kidnapped a random bitch. <laughs> drink wine and let's see if her heart explodes and then you know what makes it even funnier one man thought of that but the other guy had to talk him into it he's like yeah dude had to gas him up yeah like there's that's what i'm saying it's funny i honestly i don't think there was a thought process there had to be no it was like because we could that was like there was no thought process i mean everybody was like technically a serial killer like if you think about it on the low if you were to ask like your grandma i'm like a ninety percent sure she probably helped somebody kill someone at some point in her life. My grandma, I don't even want to know her tales, bro. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> you y'all didn't hear this from me. No, they heard it from you. <laughs> but apparently, my grandma on my mom's side, apparently she used to be like involved with like gangs and stuff, and she like helped get some people killed and stuff. You put in this out there? Apparently, allegedly. I mean, she's she has she dementia. She said allegedly. She, she has dementia, dementia or Alzheimer's. <laughs> one of the two. She has dementia or Alzheimer's. So if like let's say the police want to look into this, it's already too late. It's a wrap for her. She's oh like, she's gonna die soon. So like, bro. She could have got away with it. You just aired out her business. But, anyways, but, like, anyways, moving on, moving on. It's alleged. <laughs> I don't like. I think it's a lie because, like, you know how old people are. They're like, mm. they embellish too much. Yeah, they're like, know? one time I killed someone. You're like, okay, grandma. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they just like tripped and fell for yeah. sure. Anyways, no, we went off on a tangent. My bad. Change it. My whole ass. <laughs> Y'all gonna keep that in there. I'm gonna keep that in good. there. Good. She said good. <laughs> Anyways, so the second one uh-huh. that caught my attention mm-hmm. is like short as shit, but the goose maid. It's about like goose maid. It's about a woman getting put into a barrel full filled with spikes and getting pulled into the streets and just like paraded into like inside the barrel she stole something i you don't know, know. no th- like, there was no i mean context. that probably did happen though i'm not gonna lie because there was a lot of weird torture me- methods they had back then i believe like it. I- apparently like 
like this is an Aztec one. This has nothing to do with like villages and shit. But like apparently, like let's say if somebody sexually assaulted somebody, so let's say if it was a man, yeah, they had these two hooks. It would go to where I his, heard of it. His thing is, and then would be connected to like a rope, and then it would have a bucket, and then they would have the people who were his victims walk around a yard, pick up stones, and they would put the stones in there, and essentially it would clamp down and like pull based off of the weight of like his mm. crime i and haven't I'm, heard of the rope but i've heard of like the bucket with the hooks yeah i told you about that, it before like hook on to the then, tip of it and then if it was a woman who assaulted somebody they would take an iron rod mm. and just straight up no yeah seal you tight bitch what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you die both of the, both cases they died the men they would bleed out i'd want to die bro i think the men would bleed out and then the woman would pass out for pain and then because she can't pee or anything because it's like sealed shut um she'd die how would it seal shut though i, I don't like know a, like a essentially i i don't even want to talk about it i actually. think the skin on. would just seal it i don't know mm-hmm. mm. yeah trigger warning by the way no, it's too late. You already traumatized <laughs> us, bro. <laughs> anyway, m- moving on to the third one. Moving on she to said, the third. She said, moving on. Shut <laughs> us, bro. Which that bothered one? me. <laughs> Which one's this one? Anyway, uh, it's called uh, the Juniper Tree. So this one's actually fucked up. I think I heard about this one. Okay. So it's about um, a stepmother, right? Who Uh hates her stepson like so fucking much. Me. I don't know why, but she decapitates him. Huh? (laughs) No, listen. She decapitates him and this fucked up bitch takes the kid's head, puts it back on his neck, throws a scarf around it to cover up where the cut was. Uh-huh. She waits for her, her stepdaughter to come home. And when her the she the stepdaughter asks, like, oh, why is my brother so pale? The stepmother is like, oh, why don't you give him a little slep to revive him? And when the head falls off, like, the body, she gaslights the little girl. It's a thinking she killed her brother. <laughs> so naturally, right, as one would do to hide the evidence, they chop up the body and cook it into this fucking stew which the stepmom served to the dad the night later that day like for dinner he had his son (laughs) bro (laughs) guys we're not laughing because it's messed up we're laughing because it's like the like it's just so weird it's so fucked up there's like nothing else to do that's actually kind of wild but nah like yeah, like I wanted to have like a discussion with like I mean, the, what's it called? You like why? Why do you think like the fairy tales from back of the day are like so fucking gruesome and like messed up? Because like because it's teaching you a lesson. Nah, it makes you wonder like how fucked up was the world back in the day? Like messed up, traumatizing stories like these. Well, think about it this way, Allison. No, listen. They tell these stories to kids and they wouldn't be phased. They just go to bed. How do you fall asleep? Like, yeah, how was fucked normal. up was the world? It wasn't that fucked up. It's just how that, is that normal? It's like, normal, Allison. Mm-hmm. Allison, in like, places of the world, that shit still happens. Mm-mm. Yeah. The only it's reason wild. it doesn't really happen, because we live in, like, what's it called? Well, first world problems, me and you are having right now. Mm-hmm. We're like, I can't understand it. But, like, third world people, they, they understand more. Mm. What's it called? It's It's one of those things where it's like, it, today it wouldn't fly because we have fucking CCTV, uh, we have laws, we have fucking, we have uh, police. Back then, like, you'd be lucky if your town had a p- police station or whatever. That or is, like a sheriff. They or, used to have like one sheriff. Or not even, shack. or not even before they like even one had like, and or, a bef- desk. or befe- before they even had fucking, um, like cops and stuff it would be one of those like hey i heard he killed somebody and then the town would rally up to arrest this man like and then they would kill him oh like how they tried to like grab shrek what? like the pickaxes and stuff well pickaxes mm-hmm. pitchforks whatever okay i would have chose a pickaxe why? Because it's better. A pickaxe is for mining. And? A pitchfork could go it could straight through hurt somebody. You. I mean, yeah, but I feel like the pitchfork does more damage. And you have more distance between you and the other person. With a pickaxe, you gotta get closer. 
Yeah, like, like the distance I me like and you. To be personal. Yeah, but the distance. What about it? The distance me and you are at right now. Mm-hmm. If I had a pickaxe, easily take you out. Exactly. But, but if I have the pitchfork, be fun as fuck because I can play. You just fucking skew my ass. Exactly. No, that's not fun. <laughs> like fun if I'm me. mad and it's I'm trying to kill me. somebody, like I'm trying to get the aggression out. One little poke of a fork isn't gonna do it for me, bro. Well, like I have to get the fucking pickaxe, and like you know. Anyways, you know. She's insane. This is for like we're, we're a therapist. crazy, we're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but yeah, that just like the Grimm's brother fact that mm, was like kind of mind blowing. I was just like, damn, I'm over here thinking that these guys like made original works and shit. I mean, some of, some of the stories are original, but like but not all of them. Just to turn out that it was just like a bunch of like word of mouth stories that they put onto paper. Which kind of makes what Disney did okay. Like, you know how they, like, she's plagiarized a bunch of, like, the Grimm's Brothers shit? Now it makes it okay because, like, the Grimm's Brothers didn't even, like... I don't think it's plagiarism, it though. No, but, like, I thought, it, like, I was, like, speculating into thinking. Like, you know, I, like, thought Disney would, like, plagiarize the Grimm's Brothers a lot. But now that I know the fact that the Grimm's Brothers isn't even original work, now it's, like, okay in my head yeah but you gotta remember Walt Disney was German so like he knew and probably knew all this before us probably but actually no cause like the Grimm's Brothers books and collections came out before like any of Disney's works that's why I said he knew this before us he lived in Germany where anyways. the Grimm's Brothers originally made their book anyways moving on oh my god <laughs> I think that's a wrap for this episode, guys. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. have anything else to talk about. We know about. this episode was really weird. Sorry. Um, yeah, we we hopped a lot. Yeah, but you know what? I, I feel like compared to the first episode, very steady. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Improving, <laughs> I guess. All right, well. We'll see you next week uh, for episode 10. Um, our first double digit. <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, sorry for last week. We know we didn't upload last week. Uh, we had just like time management issues because we uh, we we were just doing stuff. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, tune in next week uh, when we just talk about more wild stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you then. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>